26th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Bringing you the greatest in man. Well, what, what just dropped? Anyway, just like a man, I dropped the ball for right away. Bringing you the best. And black man, conversation and entertainment. With your boy, Mr. Brooks, with the good looks from New what Jersey, up? Pennsylvania, Robert Brooks. Hello, John. Hello, Greg. Hello, Robert. What's going on, brother? Hola. Hola. Good evening. good evening, my brothers. And of course, fresh off of a trip from Long Island where he had the best turkey that was made <laughs> this Thanksgiving. That's right. The best Absolutely. turkey that was made this Thanksgiving. The City Wing King, owner and home from Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Not turkey, but wings. Mr. Grand Wing What up, though? What up, though? How you living? You know, it was good seeing you this Thanksgiving, Grant, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it was uh, long overdue. Long overdue. You know? Yeah, it was easy. nice, you know. Thanksgiving's the day of every everyone knows what that day it represents. The day that the that they came and they killed all the Indians with smallpox and stole all their turkeys and ate them. Mm-hmm. And so we have a tradition of getting together and having turkeys. And of course, on that day is when you send out your your text messages to your friends and family, let them know how everybody's doing and wish them happy Thanksgiving. And all my text messages were good, except for the one that came from Rob, who not only said that I couldn't make a turkey, but said that I didn't cook my turkey <laughs> and said I was trying to take credit for someone else making my turkey. Rob, what do you have to say about that? I stand by my words. <laughs> fucking. You, know, you ain't above it. You ain't above it. You got it. You know, you, and that's you, why this show is. There's a very good chance that some at some point somewhere in the past that you fucked for food. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, bro. Wow. Oh, Listen, wow. man. Look at this panel. Look at this panel, <laughs> at this panel bro. Everybody on this panel, it's pretty safe to say, has fucked for food. Okay. Don't don't give me that shit. Grant and I, like, you know, when we were 17, 18 years old, we were at school. We were hungry freshmen. What did we do? That was college life. That was college life. You fuck for food. Rob, I know you. You was broke, bro. And I met your girl. Oh, I was broke. I'm not going to shout her out. I'm not going to shout her out because she deserves better. Because she was a great cook. A great cook. And you, Robert, were fucking for food. Don't give me that shit. See, <laughs> this is why I'm always on about Rob, because Rob is the problem with the world. Everybody says one thing, and they want to do another thing. You know, like, Rob, that was a great quote that we put out there as a snippet last week about everybody wanting to be a dad, mom, um, a, um, a girl dad, until it's time to be a girl dad. Well, everybody wants to accuse you of fucking for food until they've also been quite fucking. <laughs> so. I, I feel bad because the people have no context for this. But I, uh, so a friend of mine sent me a photo and it, it well, first he sent me a text. Hey, bro, my girlfriend's been really working really hard in the kitchen today to get this turkey ready and then sent that photo. <laughs> Of this probably seventy-something-year-old white woman <laughs> taking a bird out of it, <laughs> buck naked. You're just wrong. So, buck later naked. on in the afternoon, when John bragged about the bird that he had made, I said, "Just you know, credit the true author of that bird and send that photo <laughs> along." And as you can tell, it got a little under his skin there. A little under his skin. <laughs> yeah, he's a little offended. The only thing that was getting under my skin, or actually my turkey skin on Thanksgiving, was the flavors. The flavors, bro. The flavors. That like the vapors? 
I did it. It's a no, it's not like the vapors, it's like the flavors, bro. <laughs> like the flavors. But listen, like, you know, that holiday is like that holiday is it's definitely doesn't mean what we thought it always meant when we were kids. And we've grown up to a different appreciation of the holiday now, at least I have, where it's more about uh, spending time with your family and things that go along with that. Reconnecting if you can reconnect or maybe just uh, ghosting people. If that's how you want to let them know that you feel about them on that day <laughs> and everything. Hey, listen, we got to cover everybody that listens to the show, all the possibilities. So you know, I had a good one and we move on. The only person I don't think who probably had a bad Thanksgiving, I'm not sure he had a bad Thanksgiving, is Puff. And a week later, people are still talking about Puff and what happened there. Um, oh, yeah, that's the, I just remembered the joke. The funniest thing, somebody called him the P. Diddler. The P. Diddler. Hmm. The P. Diddler. Just completely wrong. Completely wrong. But, you know, while we were all distracted by that, we were talking about um, what was going on in the world. And honestly, you know, most of these people who are in these situations of power, they have insurance, lawsuit insurance. You think something like that kicked in for, is going to kick in for Puff in this situation to help pay that off? Uh, That would be a no. That would be a no. He he may well have lost some insurance, but this is a hole he didn't dug all on his own. And I'm sure that his insurance company right now, like everybody else, is running for the hills, trying to get as far away as possible so they're not near the blast zone. Yeah, apparently they made him um he resigned from revolt. Yeah. Today. And I I thought that was interesting because he had made an announcement a couple of days ago that he's got a network where he's going to go out and he's going to fight these allegations on that network. And I guess the uh, financial backers said, oh, I don't think you're going to. No, you're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> that's not what this is about. <laughs> this isn't truth social. You're not going to sit here and wage war against the American people. Mm. You know. Well... That was the plan. It seems like the plan is like, you know, kaput quick. The plan so, should be to disappear for a little while. And then like the only way, the only way for him to get out of this alive and with his good name intact and this, you know, some people will say, well, obviously he's giving up his good name in the process, but the only way for him to keep his good name intact or some semblance of that intact is for him to disappear for a little while and then come back and say that he's done hours and hours of therapy and he's done deep into himself and you know he he's finally uncovered some truth that he was uncomfortable with and whether he says that he's bi or he's gay um that's the only way out for this brother that's the only way he gets out of this like anything else is going to come up sounding like bs and he gonna get skinned for it well, the way I look at it, it's like, uh, it's still, who cares? Like, honestly, I, I saw somebody, I've seen people like jump up and down and like be really quick to jump to judgment on this and everything. Mm-hmm. And I have to be careful because like, you know, I, I do know them from back in the day. I don't know them. At, I don't know them that well. So people might say like, oh, you're just trying to cover something up. No, the butt's still a virgin. Just in case you're wondering, nothing like that has ever transpired in my booty hole around it or whatever. Um, I've never slept with any of um, Puff's girlfriends or any of that other stuff. Nobody, it's like, that's, it's ridiculous. But I, to me, what has been interesting is the amount of people that are overjoyed at his downfall. Why do you think that is? You know, right or wrong? He was, he was. He was not humble in his success. Like he was anything but humble in his success. He's, and at times he was downright arrogant about it. And so I think that, you know, when those people, when people with that attitude have a fall, 
there's lots of people around who have been, you know, probably counting the days, hoping for something, an event like this. Uh, yeah. I don't think they think they. I don't think that they thought they were going to get this big a, a gift. But, you know, they're 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 hoping. Like there was nothing humble about that dude when he was on top. Right, but this this is the the natural condition of us though. So there, it, just to give an example, there was a poll. Uh, if you could be, if you if you had a choice of two jobs, one job, oh, yeah, 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 grand, and everybody else made two hundred. One job paid fifty grand. Everybody else made twenty five. More than half the people took the fifty grand because they wanted to be. They doing just better. want to see somebody doing worse than them. And yeah. Puff has been doing better than everybody for a long time. For a very so long that time. natural, that kind of uh, just natural disdain for somebody, you know, not that you dislike them, but you just want to see them get knocked down a peg you know or mm. two or a thousand in this case yeah. or a thousand yeah so yeah i think that's that's what that's all about more than anything i mean because puff i mean if you haven't had any natural if you haven't had any interaction with puff i mean you don't have anything against them necessarily other than the fact that he's arrogant dude you shouldn't you shouldn't yeah he is he is i mean we've all seen that at different times but I mean, look, that's any, I, it just strikes me as just weird that so many people root for the down people of others today more than we actually root for the up, the uplifting of people and the uplifting of our own. You think that's a recent phenomenon or you think that's been going on throughout? I think that misery loves company. And I think that what we're experiencing right now, and it was something that we saw over the past like four years with you know even before that when when um donald trump got became president a lot of that was because people perceived that minorities or certain minorities were doing better than them it didn't have to be all of them all it had to be is be one you know mm -hmm. the one guy that you saw walking down the street and everything and that's enough to set them off then oh my god they're everywhere and everything could just be the one guy at the fair going to get the thing but it's like, oh my God, now everybody's doing it. I think it's I think it's been more and more people have been suffering and struggling. And they've been very quiet about it. You know, and um I think it's all coming to a head right now. I was watching something on um TikTok today. And it was another it was another woman that was talking about how hard it is for her to give groceries or pay for groceries for her family right now. And how every month, how she's not going down all at once, but it's a slow drip of water on a rock. And she was asking if other people were experiencing that, if other people were actually experiencing that type of lifestyle right now. And the numbers would tell you that, yes, more people are, but we are not seeing them come out and admit it because we live in the social media era where everyone has to be living their best life. So the opposite of that is keeping everything a secret. And before you can fix a problem, you have to do what first? Identify it. Identify it, right. Identify it. Discuss it in detail. People are not willing to discuss their pain. They're only willing to discuss other people's pain. And one of the primary world, rules of the society, though, we don't discuss money. It's considered rude to discuss money. And so that creates a culture of secrecy. Like you're not supposed to know what the person next to you has, and they're not, you know. So nobody, nobody's going to talk about money, and then especially nobody's going to talk about them being busted, even though. You know, you know, you know where you live, you know, you know what the housing stock is like, you know what people have generally. Just looking around your neighborhood, you know what people got or don't have. Right. But nobody's going to nobody's going to cop to it, though. Is a population in peril that's incapable of asking for help. Absolutely. Trump don't want the help. Trump don't get the help. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? 
So while we're going, so while we're going through this uh, distraction of what's going on in uh, Puffy's bedroom for years and years and years ago, they go ahead and they they snuck that. What was that you were talking about, Grant? The, uh, the voting uh, rights thing. Yeah, the voting the voting rights bill. Um, I had it. I can't I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was, it was uh, the circuit court ruled that only the federal government can sue about certain elements of it. There you go. Yeah. And so if you get let's say that you get a Republican government, you know, they may not they may decide that they're not gonna take up that cause. And so, you know, the Republicans can go and gerrymander their way to more seats in the House and you know keep us from being represented. We're already not represented. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is and how they can apply the dollars even more. Even more the, so. The, the difference is that they're then empowered to go and create even more divisions and more ways to keep us, you know, to make us even less empowered. There was an argument the other day online about democracy and what type of democracy we actually live in. And um, someone was talking about capitalism and saying that the people that hate capitalism the most, this was on Friday, are the ones that are out shopping right now. And my whole thing was that, you know, communists want to get deals too. They want to save money too. Everybody wants to, you know, that's like a ridiculous thing to think about. Just because you feel a certain way, you aren't going to, you'd rather spend all of your money. It's just like, it's stupid. It's counter to self-preservation per se. Okay. But the point of it being is that in this type of democracy in which we live, we're watching, we're watching like, you know, we're actually watching the culmination of like a hundred year plan. And I think it's like really wild that people are not awake for it. See, and when I say a hundred year plan, this is a hundred year plan for the systems and the governments that we have been oppressed by underneath forced to integrate into or work within or without the system that we live in here. Okay. It's got nothing to do with black people, quote unquote, per se, because we're not the architects of this, unless you want to include, uh, who's that guy, J. Edgar Hoover, and he's not admitting he's passing. So none of these things, none of these systems have we actually been the architects of, or had any type of planning or any type of saying how it's actually going. And when we look at this, uh, what's going on in Israel, this is exactly what they did for in Africa. It's what they did in other countries. I guess nobody just wants Iraq. Nobody might, might not, seems like nobody wants Iraq. The only thing they want from Iraq is the oil, or else they would have taken that land over as well. It's very easy. They bombed the shit out of it, took all the power away from those people. And the messaging is such that you can't discuss it. And anyone who discusses anything about that's going on that shows the structure of what's actually going on automatically gets X'd. I saw something online the other day. I went into a rabbit hole and I was looking for a group in regards to what I just discussed about what type of democracy we have. And there was a group about, and this group, it was, you had to be invited to the group or you had to make a request to join the group. And the sole purpose of the group was to point out people online on Facebook who have a quote unquote distorted point of view of what democracy in a free market is because it, they identify one or two things that doesn't fit in the definition and therefore they're distorting the way that people are perceiving democracy. And that whole group was about reporting those people. That These are the types of fascist organizations that have sprung up all around the internet on all these different platforms to stop people from having conversations. All I want to do is have a conversation about shit. We're not allowed to talk about this. 
No, you can't talk because somebody's going to feel know. some kind of way. They're you're going not to allowed to it. make. You're not allowed to make people feel some kind of way. I'm. I'm. People are going to feel uncomfortable. They're going to feel like well, you're shaming them, you're guilting them, whatever, whatever the whatever the thing is. I mean, isn't my entire life? Isn't most of our entire lives discomfort? The reason why I say it's a hundred year plan, it's like when you sit there and you watch these videos online and they have these lioness that were talking in 1920 about taking over a land and giving it to these people and what the culmination of the plan would be and what it would mean for the rest of the world. And then it actually has come true in like 2023. It's like, whoa, you know, and we plan for what's going on on Friday night. These motherfuckers been going generation. That's that's peepaw, grandpa, son, mm-hmm. and now the other one like carrying that over and carrying that through. You know, that's. I mean, I, it's not really a question. It's not really a question. It's more of a statement. I'm watching Liar Leora Colin the other day on the um, morning show discuss rap music and discuss. And, um, you know, Charlamagne the God asked him, why do you only just put gangster rappers out there? And he point blank goes, well, because I have people to feed. I've got mouths to feed. That was very weak sauce by Leora Cohen. I've got mouths to feed. Isn't that the justification for every evil done in the world? Well, I mean, it can be used as the justification for every evil in the world, and many people have used it, but it's not a good one. You know, you put other, you had mouths to feed, so you put other lives in jeopardy. That's pretty much the... That selfish shit. That's pretty much the world that choose your tribe. Yeah, there's a there's a selfishness that has the the whole kind of community think has gone away from us. We we no longer consider the community. We consider our immediate first. Right. Where it used to be for the greater good. Now the, the greater good doesn't mean anything anymore. The greater good only means what's good for your particular group. If it's Latinos, right. if it's, uh, a lot of times it's even more, a lot of times it's even more narrowly focused than that. A lot of times it's my pockets, you know, yeah. my pockets, my people's pockets and my people are the people I can reach out and touch. They're not talking about a global, you know, Latinos and I talking about the black community. We talking about the six motherfuckers live in this house right here and the two above <laughs> right. us. Right. 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 I, is that wrong at this point? You know, we go from we go from an age we go from an age of, you know, and I, I saw um who's that brother Umar, um talking about how integration. Someone said something about integration, and he was picking that apart. He was like, you know, integration isn't something that they did. You know, all they did was drop the lines of segregation, and then we walked over. And that's something that we had covered before when we were talking about Alexander. When Alexander came on the show and he was discussing of my family, um, my you know distant cousin family had a restaurant in the South during segregation. And when desegregation came along, the black people didn't go and eat there anymore. They only wanted to go where they could go and eat with white people. And, you know, that's the beginning of the breaking down. You can say the same thing about women's lib we were talking about women's lib the other day and it was so crazy i saw a feminist on TikTok who said the best way people are going to kill me for this but the best way for a feminist to for a woman to be strong is with the man because if the man is feeding energy into me then i can feed all my energy into the children but if we're split off and we're on a different path and he's not there then my energy has to go this way and it's not the way that we're supposed to be building families and it's not but who's benefiting from all this 
the people who own everything, the 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 people who employ people, the Waltons of the world, the Rothschilds of the world, you know, the Bezos of the world. Those are the people that benefit. I mean, it's it's funny how all of this feminism came in when right after all the men went to war and they had to put all the women to work. That's when all the feminism came in. But the men were gone. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was no there were no men like there. There feminism is in, in my mind. Feminism is just kind of a an abstract thing. You know, equal pay. When you start talking about equal pay, pay is equal. You know what I mean? In in most cases, it's just what do you what are you really asking for? Right. If you if you ask him for the power. That's one thing. If you ask it for the money, that's something different. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it, it just seems like a it's, it seems like it's a, a confused issue. Like they, they there's a lot of things rolled up in there to make an issue into one thing. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's I, a, I, it, I think the guys were pretty shitty to women for a lot of years and they got out and they got to, you know, while we were all at war, while our grandfathers were at war, they got to run shit a little bit and we're like, you know, this ain't bad. Like, ain't nobody slapping us around. <laughs> you know, right. We, but, we can decide here, what we're going to do with our funds. But here's this the thing. They, men, men weren't just shitty to women. Men were shitty to other men, too. Oh, yeah. Mm. Right. So so, they, so there's no uh, they like women don't have a monopoly like that. When you start talking about stuff like this, you're talking about a, 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 a finite number of people. You know, what I mean, you're talking about, you know, a hundred thousand people that that kind of run the country. You know what I mean? Or whatever right. that number happens to be. You know what I mean? The people that make the decisions, the people that own the color blue, in the words of Chris Rock. You know what I mean? Those mm -hmm. people that make the fucking decisions, they didn't held everybody down. It ain't just women that's been held down, but mm -hmm. survival, survival just kind of demands certain shit. Big bank take little bank. Strong, strong take from the weak. That's just kind of mm -hmm. how it works, particularly when you're in survival mode, which is where most of us have been for the longest time. Right. So it's not that I, I don't think that it's uh, everybody's holding people down or women down or, or all people down, but just that group of people. Well, it's all commensurate to whatever is going on in your life. You know, honestly, you know, you feel what you feel, what um, if you feel like you're actually a victim it, to me, I, I, I'm watching, like, I was watching some old stuff the other day. Everything is like, basically it's based upon what's going on in my head at this point in time. And, um, I was watching something and it was a television show and this person that was on the show, it was in the eighties, seventies, eighties, whatever person was obviously, you know, um, gay. And they were obviously holding a position of power and no one was actually in there like saying like this person is like, this is terrible or it's awful, awful or like scratching themselves because they're next to this person. It's just the way it was. People just accepted these things. Now, of course, there were corners of the world where there's extreme machoism and you wouldn't want to get caught in that area if you're one of those particular people. But that's pretty much for everyone. I'm a black person. I don't want to get caught out in, let's just say, um, St. James walking at two o'clock in the morning. What could possibly happen? Right. You'll get a you'll get a free ride to the police station if nothing else. That would be the, <laughs> you're, that, would you're, you're, be the that, that that and that would be if you're lucky. That would be one of the better outcomes. Yeah. It would be one of the better outcomes in most cases. There's a, everybody faces something. It just seems to me like they've taken all these little microaggressions that weren't actually anything and turned them into big things in well, order to but, give people identities like, and like split the, them but, up. Like the, so, you know, some of our people had to pass in order to make it up the ladder. Like there was no, there was no route for somebody who was brown to advance, right? 
a lot of those people who were gay, whatever, they couldn't be their natural selves in public. They had the beard. They had to get a beard. They had to. So, yeah, while nobody was calling them out or saying anything, they still couldn't live their full life. They still couldn't, like, as a heterosexual, you walk around, you talk about pussy, you see a woman, blah, blah, blah. You're just doing your thing. You're living your life. But if you're a gay male, like, you got to act like you like pussy. You got to act like, you know, when everybody's talking that shit in the gym, you got to talk that shit too. And so I don't know if that was necessarily right. Like, you know, so yeah, they weren't out, they weren't outwardly calling them. So yeah, they were creating these, they, these other divisions have been created, but we were probably putting too much weight on those divisions already. Like they were already there. Exactly. Well, you want to be a part of these, of these worlds. This is what it entails. It entails for you, it entails for these people to be a little bit more misogynistic, but also you go around the corner and there's a club there and there's a guy, there's another guy that's winking. It's like, Hey, I see exactly what you are. And then now these guys are making deals. There's a lot of people that feel that there's a gay mafia out there in the world and they're taking hits on people and they're also uplifting people based upon what they feel like that person's value is to their movement and their belief system. But to me, it just seems like it doesn't really, the reason why I bring all this up, it's not to attack any one group whatsoever. Black Lives Matter, a group that was funded mainly by others and everything, they're getting black, they're getting backlash because if they're not um, openly supporting those people who financed them in the beginning, that's not how it actually works, though. If you believe in my cause, you believe in my cause. I don't have to actually back everything that you do. The same thing, you could go out and you could rape a woman, and then I got to come back and say, well, it's okay with you, me that you raped that woman because of the fact that you gave me money at another date. And that's essentially what the world is, what the world has come down to. We're not even pretending anymore like the in-between even matters. The only thing that matters is the finance that's passed from hand to hand. And if you don't fall in line, you're not going to get any more of that finance. That's your lesson. And that's your message. Everybody's getting attacked. Everyone is, everyone is getting attacked. And at this point in time, it's like, I'm even feeling bad for Candace Owens. To a certain extent. Why? You know, well, I mean, look, she came out and she. See, that's just about appropriate. My man was about to defend Candace Owens and the thing froze. (laughs) Bite choke tongue, Negro. Bro. Bro. It was. It was a conversation with a with a Jewish gentleman, and he was discussing how he doesn't agree with what's going on with Israel and Palestine, and how a lot of people don't agree with that. And he asked her point blank. He was like, "Look, you have a child. How would you feel if your child was stillborn, and you put into an incubator, and they came and they plowed over the hospital? It's very harsh." That thought process and that statement is a very harsh statement, but this is what, these are things that are happening that you can't discuss and everything. That's a humanitarian issue. That's nothing, nothing to do with what you back it and what you, what you feel and what you don't feel. But if you talk about it, you're going to be punished. It's going to cost you money if you talk about it. And that to me is like, that to me is like a terrible thing. It's like, it's like, this is all, none of this is clean and everything. I don't understand how I I have a desire right now. Honestly, I have a desire to cut off so many people from outside of my life, just because of the fact that what this, this whole situation and the points of view on the situation to me are so reprehensible that I can't, I can't really justify it. I can't justify like, you know, even talking to these people any longer. Like, honestly speaking, I have, you have to draw a line somewhere and everything. And that's like kind of, it's kind of where I am with certain people that feel this way. I feel this way about everybody. You know? It's about everybody. If they were shooting Mexicans, like, you know, crossing over the, 
over the border and everything, I would feel that way about those people that cheer that on. You know, it's just like, it's just the inhumanity. The inhumanity that we're experiencing at this point in time, and we're given puffy to distract us from this inhumanity that's going on in the world. It's not just in Israel and Palestine. There's stuff going on in Africa. There's stuff going on in the Ukraine. There's stuff going on in South America. There's stuff going on all over the world. But all of it is coming to the same conclusion, which is little guy, little fish, big fish eat little fish. Like you said earlier, Grant, big fish eat little fish. But isn't this just kind of what you're talking about when you're talking about you cutting cutting people off or whatever? Um, Isn't that just the natural as you age up, assuming that the maturity comes with it, you know, there's as a young person you are less less concerned about the world as you get older you become more concerned with the world so you you have more you have a better ability to empathize with other people but even at that as you get older your circle naturally becomes smaller you know what i mean you lose touch with people people move on people pass on blah 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 Eventually, your your circle just naturally becomes smaller. And well, now and with Facebook, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, with, with Facebook, we all have two thousand friends. But Instagram, right? But if, if 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 that's just the natural progression, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't I don't see anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? My my circle has gotten smaller too. Well, here's the thing: like, we're doing a podcast, right? And the one thing about us and everything, all of us, is that when we do things, we try to do it like, well, when I make a turkey, I try to make it the most tasty turkey that you're ever going to pass down by your tonsils. If right. you know, Rob, if Rob is doing was doing a production for his um for I remember when you were doing your jazz show, you were trying to do it the best way possible. Grant, you make the best chicken wings in the whole city of Detroit. We're going to make it good no matter what. Okay, and the production, and the production on this show is probably better than, you know, the average podcast or you know conversation, because of the fact that we do have some background in it, and because we have background in it, we're going to naturally make a show that's naturally a little bit better, and, you know, the next step is always, do you want, where do you want to take it from here? Do you want to make it a bigger thing or do you not want to make it? But if you try to make it a bigger thing, it's like the likes, trying to get likes is detrimental to your soul. It really is in a lot of ways that because of the ways that you have to go about doing it and the things you have to do in order to go about making yourself seem like you're popular. You have to post a lot of times during the course of the day. I'm not going to do that. You know, who has time to do that shit all day? You have to consistently promote your shows. You have to consistently look for topics that are controversial in order to drive your traffic. You've got to say the wildest, craziest things in order to drive your traffic. We just say that we just, I don't want to do that show. I want to do this show that we've been doing where we just come in. Y'all already crazy a fuck enough. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole beauty of this show is that everyone that comes here, everyone that has been handpicked to be on this show has a point of view where they come out and they express that point of view. And to me, it's just like, whether it's good or bad, we've all said things that you would go, like, you know, at different times and everything, but that's what makes it real. That's what makes it authentic. We're not moving towards more authentic shows and interactions in the world it seems like we're like moving towards like authenticity and everyone else is swimming towards the sea of you know i'm saying what happened in 1996 you know uh, to keep it this person is finally getting their comeuppance (laughs) saying none of the shit that's good for us aesthetically personally none of it's going into that pot and that pie anymore and I just don't, I, I'm not here for it. I'm not. 
there's young people that tell that want to tell me different things about what's going on with lives that a life that I've led because, and that's what a lot of this stuff is. They say, okay, well, we're just free. We just say what the fuck we want. No, y'all just be running off at the fucking mouth. Yeah, I'll be talking about shit you have no clue about. You don't have any understanding. Instead of like humbling yourself and getting that understanding from a place of, from a place where you can actually take in the information, it comes out, y'all come up with this confrontational bullshit. Like somebody from our generation is going to take it. Most people in our generation that are still in, that are still like in shape or have their wits about them will tell you like, fuck you. And like walk away or fuck off, motherfucker. No right. time for your little shit. We ain't even thinking about you past the question. You know, no, I don't know what his problem was. He don't got no problem. He fucking turned around and walked away from your ass. You don't give a fuck what you're wondering about. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like seriously. But we are we are in this age where we get these these dumb questions and they're never going to get the answers because they're they are more like puff than we are. They don't understand that these people that were that they grew up watching and idolizing their caricatures. They're not me- they're meant to be emulated. But I I don't get it, bro. I, I, I think that they they emulate people they they try to mimic these people because they want what they have. And that's the only reason, right? It's the, it's not it's not a true it, it it's not the true person that they're trying to mimic. It's 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 the lifestyle. The person it's has. The it's the, right? It's the lifestyle exactly. Nobody wants it's to be always... original anymore. No, nobody wants yo, to be themselves. Yo, original is hard, man. But if you can, if, if there's a shortcut to getting on a private jet, everybody everybody's taking that pill. But bro, then they then they end up with these like you know. These conscience problems where they say, I don't know who the fuck I am right now. And this and that, because you're not trying to be yourself. You're trying to be somebody else. I, I, I don't get it. It's like, you know, it's like the, the oxymorons, dichotomies. It's just like they're all over the place. It's like it's like almost as if you're not two sides of the same coin and everything, then you're not complete anymore. You have to actually be fucking wishy-washy. So that way right. everyone can see you as being wishy-washy, which makes you okay because you're just like them. But that's, you know, going back to the 85s, like that's most people, you know, we're all conditioned. The American education system is conditioning you to be a part in the machine. You know, parts and machines don't don't dream about becoming the machine. They just dream about an easier way of be, uh, being an easier role in the machine. Right. So. They're not trying to be original. They're just trying to get an easier role. You know, they want to, they want to, who don't want to ride in a private jet? You know, who don't want to stay in the Four Seasons? Who don't, who don't want to go to Ritz-Carl? Who don't want to go on a yacht? Like, who don't want to go to St. Bart's between Christmas and New Year's? I mean, like, everybody wants that lifestyle. But you, if the chances that you're going to get that, but you can get a vacation. You know, it's just like people have all these different, like, weird, it's just, you know, like weird, weird, weird energy thoughts. You know, this show is just going to end up me ranting for like a long period of time. It's, I can see it's that gonna, now. It's going to end up. Everything. You're right on yeah, target. Yeah. Like, you're, you're well, shit. Right there. I'll tell you what, then. Don't stop my black ass now. Then let me just keep it moving. I saw something online this week where this chick was asking about relationships and why black men um, don't date or how they can date like outside of their race and must be something with them. But here's a woman who's spending her time instead of going out and trying to find a black man worrying about what other people are doing in their bedrooms. That's the first thing. Then I saw something else about someone who was saying that um, Black people who are from the suburbs or from the suburbs, they have a, they have no right to complain about everything because they've had it quote unquote easy and everything. So once they get past that point, they should have no problems whatsoever because like we've had it easy and everything. 
obviously, you know what I'm saying, you've never lived that lifestyle. I've never met one person from the city who has come out, who came out and moved to Long Island and everything and didn't have to make an adjustment in the way that they were thinking and moving about their shit. Part and of the, didn't part, write. Part of the problem when we were growing up on Long Island is that not enough people made the adjustment. And you had all these kids who had all the freedom in the world in New York City. Like you could walk out the front door and in five minutes you could be on a train and you could be someplace else. And those parents worked in the city and so those kids were left alone all day. And the motherfuckers were bored and they wreaked havoc on the streets of towns like Brentwood Wine Dance, centralized. Right. right. Like trying to emulate the brothers in the projects, you know, trying bring coming out to Long Island and now everything became about how hard you were, how authentically street you were. Like, motherfucker, it should have been about how nice it is, how nice it is to have the ability to sleep in your fucking backyard if that's what you choose to do. And you know, I mean, you know, and that's cool. And I understand that about wanting to appear to be a certain way, but it just struck me that when people talk about well, you've never gangbanged, you've never done this and that and this, it's like these motherfuckers are are like really making an issue about black people who have not actively hated on other black people. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Because I don't want to kill a black person on site. I'm fucking weak. That's the opposite of weakness, B. That's stupid. That's stupid and weak. You're cutting your numbers in fucking half. Like, who th who, who thinks that this is logical? Like, that's really my, my fucking question. Who thinks that shit is logical? I thought about that for a second. I was like, you know, wait a minute. These, these niggas is actually, like, fucking celebrating killing other niggas for no reason and saying that if you don't do that, you can't be down with us. You're not going to go on to the great fucking, to the next level of great, of black greatness and everything where they have fucking what? Firefights at fucking noon? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you want? Like, seriously, what type of life do you want? What type of existence do you want? What type, what type of things are you fucking actually like, you know, you can't, it can't be the, it can't be the, the two things. The two things can't go together. And I'm telling you this as a 50 something year old man who has like lived in the fucking ghettos and lived in the fucking like white neighborhoods as well and everything with no money and everything and with money and done whatever, whatever the fuck it is. I just want to know what the fuck is it that you want? You know what I'm saying? From other people for you to stop hating them. And then, and then the answer just came to me. It's like, it's not something that they want. It's the fucking mirror. It's the mirror. Motherfuckers hate themselves. Yes, sir. Now you're on to something. Now you're on to something. You've been conditioned to hate, you, to hate yourself. That's the thing. You know what I mean? There, there is no, there is no, uh, like eat musically right there is no there are no careless ones out there anymore no public enemies i mean every now and then somebody will drop a jewel in terms of some some something like pro-black kind of deal but i mean we had like poor righteous teachers you know what i'm saying i mean you had rock him all, all 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 of these dudes that was making music that was designed to lift us up or at least attempt to in their in their own way to lift mm -hmm. us up everything now is designed to tear us down well you know leah Col leah collins says that he his family would be like starving if he were to put more of those artists out today if he would have pushed that and you know that's the biggest bunch of bullshit because you know to provide context for that period of time those artists were selling and they just didn't like those messages that were going out there. They couldn't control those messages. It's not as if they were less money. And those budgets, when you when you know people in the business, you hear what happens with the budgets. You know when all of a sudden this artist, their budget goes from a hundred thousand to twenty-five thousand 
over the stroke of a pen. Mm-hmm. I don't give me that bullshit. You know, my problem is that my problem is that we didn't used to just like take that shit standing down. We go and we throw speakers out on the streets and have a block party and work it out amongst ourselves and still figure out a way to get finance. Now, the only way to get that finance is through these motherfuckers. Because, like, you know, I don't know if it's their fault. I don't know if it's our fault for not teaching our kids better. Well, see, now you don't even need their financing because there are so many outlets right. to get out. Like, right. Like, you know, once upon a time, if you wanted to make a record, well, shit, the mixing board alone was a half million dollars. The console alone was a half million dollars. You mm-hmm. needed somebody who had access to that kind of capital. Now, you can mix a song on your phone on GarageBand, man. Yeah. You, right. you know, the thing that you're carrying around in your pocket every day will allow you to make a record and you can distribute it on your own. Now, it's not hugely profitable and nobody's going to give you an advance. Nobody's going to write you a check and say thank you and we'll figure out the rest later with you getting the short end of the stick. But, you know, right. it's easier now than ever to get out. But we've already been so conditioned that this is what the people want. Well, we've already we've already discussed like what the trick is. Like you can get out and you can make a record. You can make an album that sells like four hundred million has four hundred million sales digitally, and make about two thousand hours on it. And you still got to get out there and you've got a tour in yeah. order to make your money. And the other side of that is beyond touring is that. The other way you make money is through commercial advertisements and promotions. And in order to pay those promotions, now you're getting into that whole watch your mouth shit. That whole crowd that is backing that that makes the decision one way or the other, whether or not this person is famous today or this person is famous tomorrow. And this is the and this is the so it's like the control of the music has is almost utterly complete. It's almost complete because there is no underground and the people that should be supporting the underground black people are too busy worrying about knocking people who have come before them and like cheering for their downfalls. I'm not saying that Puff doesn't deserve everything that he has come into. There's plenty of people that understand that he does the same way R. Kelly deserved exactly what was coming to him. All these people get it, but it's like, I just question the fact that these people that always get it are always people that look like us. Lior Cohen, you mean to tell me Lior Cohen's never disrespected and treated a woman incorrectly, forced his influence, his sex, made his um, sexual advancements on, and I'm not saying this, I have to say this, understanding that I'm, I'm, I'm not knowledgeable of any crimes that he may have committed against anybody at any point in time. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the likelihood that someone like him had taken advantage. Where do you think Puff learned it from? Who do you think he watched? Who do you think Russell watched? You know, why are we so big on trying to kill these things while they're killing our voting rights at the same time? They're taking our voting rights at the same time. It's just like it's just like I think people are just really, really dumb. I don't know what what are what are we doing here? Are we just like, you know, documenting and like pinpointing the downfall of society as it happens week after week watching the watching us as we get weaker and weaker people get more and more cowardly by the second afraid to speak their minds about the injustices that they see right in front of their fucking faces is this what we're doing now as a society or are we just two-faced all the goddamn time I'm sorry, I'm cursing a lot and everything, but it's just, man, I'm just like, fuck it. John, the John Ranch Show. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to get you some uh, some grape jelly or something, man, something to, to put your mind at ease. Yeah, I had a like, lot of, no, Rob, I had a lot of stuff on my mind. I was going to go on wisdom and I was mm-hmm. going to talk and I was going to just rant and get it all out and everything. And I just never got there. I just never got there. It's like, you know, work stuff has popped up, which is good, as we all know, and everything. It's popped up there, and it's like, you know, but it's just like I haven't had a chance to really get out what I really wanted to say. And what I really want to say is like, ugh, like people are disgusting me right now. I don't know if I want to get deeper into this shit. 
I don't want to get deeper into this morass. I want to continue to do our show. I don't care if we grow. And I don't even care if we get an advertiser. But as soon as the advertiser, if I if I got an advertiser for the show and they told me that they were going to pull their ad for whatever, I don't even want to hear your fucking reason. Fuck you. Thank you. And everything. I see now, but you got to, you know, like, I don't know if it's fuck. Yeah, you want to pull it, you want to pull it. But, you know, everybody's got everybody's got a right to sort of attach their name to whatever they think is, you know, whatever, whatever works in their community. God bless so them. If, there's, if there's something that we're saying that suddenly doesn't work in their community. All right. That's cool. Doesn't work in your community, but it doesn't have to be a fuck them. Just could be. All right. No, I'm, it was nice. We got to spend some quality time together. And, uh, you know, as uh, as I heard a Texan once say, I'll see you around the bend in the road. Hey, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a New York fuck you, like, fuck you. It's a New York, hey, fuck you, man. All right, see you later. That's, <laughs> it's that fuck you. There's different fuck you. <laughs> the nuances of fuck you. Well, you know, in New York, that's a thing. Right. It is. There are 90 different fuck yous in New York. We all know it. We could go through them right now if we had to. But we won't, because guess what? What the what fuck? To an end? What the fuck? Right. Fuck. Exactly. Fuck. Fucking A. Like, fucking A. Like, fucking A. <laughs> fucking A. Fucking A. Fucking A. Like an hour already? Fucking A. Hey, there's, like, there's many different ways. You know, it's the dichotomy of the fuck. Ah, the word. Ah, so from New Jersey. Before I even before I tell everybody like good night and everything, big shout out to Reggie Reg. Reg, yes sir. What up, what? Big shout out to Gene Hop. I'm gonna have to track you down. We don't even know where the Gene is. Is Gene one of us now? Is Gene still one of us? <laughs> Why can't yeah, I? I just have to. I just have you to. Know, call he's him probably in. cleaning up after the holiday, man. You know, Gene. He got lots of family and stuff. He, yeah. You know, I, I I gotta always mess with Gene. I miss. It's because I miss you, bro. He, he he's got a wife. He's got to keep. He's got to keep some peace with. Yeah, I miss you, big homie, Gene Hopkins. I wonder, if he did, I wonder if he did a vegan Thanksgiving. I know he did, he ate something the other day at his at his sister in law's house that didn't agree with him. He's yeah, been losing. Yeah. Yeah, he said. <laughs> yeah, he said something. That's yo, yo when, if you've gone a while without dairy, and you reintroduce it into your system, and you are lactose intolerant, like most of us are, mm. woo! That is uh, that is an unpleasant evening right there. Well, bro, I'm going to go eat me some casserole, and it's got some cheese. <laughs> you do that, homie. I had some lasagna earlier. I had, I had the rest of my lasagna earlier. I finished my lasagna this afternoon or this evening. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get close to where you guys are. You know, the only thing I, one of the only things I didn't move out of my unit was my, um, was my little uh, workout stuff. I got my bench and my weights behind me there. And I got yeah, my bike in the other room. I'm just making the space for it right now. You know, Gene's There's under no two bills now. Gene's under two bills. I don't know I'm if I can. Catch him. He, he, have to start he can have that. He yeah, can have under two bills. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get to two, under two bills. I would like to, ideally for me, I'd like to get between like 215 and 220. Like that was like my, that was like my, my favorite weight in my life when I was like 217. You know, I would love to see if I can get back down there again. But it's been a number of years, you know. And I'm not fat. Just thick. Mostly muscle. Shut up, Rob. Anyway. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I'm pretty sure I heard someone on the subway the other day saying exactly the same thing. She ain't, she ain't fat. She thick. But I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that you know, uh, an Eskimo walking along the shore with a spear in his hand. <laughs> Might have took a shot. <laughs> Taking a shot. I've been peeling some of that fat back. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's not me, Rob. You know that. I'm I'm I am a fit dude, but I, but I guess I could lose well, weight. <laughs> oh, she's gonna eat well. She's gonna eat blubber as soon as I free Willie. And on that note, from Detroit, Michigan, we're gonna start with you. The City Wing King, home of City Wings, two eight nine six West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Can you Tell fry you chicken wings in blubber? Fried chicken wings in blubber, <laughs> Mr. Great Waycaster. <laughs> And across from New Jersey, home of New Jersey. Home of lots of delicious <laughs> vegan treats. I'm actually making a run to a vegan bakery tomorrow. Vegan bakeries. I'm gonna load up. I'm gonna load up. Mr. Robert Brooks. Aloha. Hey, listen, I hope I didn't offend anybody today. Because if I did. Your sensitive ass probably can't afford a therapist and you're listening to my show in order to do that. So it's going to probably travel with you for the entire week. And I'm sorry for that right now. But on that note, born in trouble. Peace. Peace. Bye, John.